1: Babe.
0: Oh, there she is. I miss that. <laughs>
1: I'm recording in progress. I'm still waiting for the stupid pause thing. Um, everyone who's watching live. I miss that. Look who's here.
0: Okay, so I'm And to- also, yeah. look who's here. And I'm going to try to show everyone the baby without dropping her face first. Hang on, wait, wait. Hang <laughs> on. I'll move the laptop to her.
1: Oh, oh my God. Look, she's like sleeping like an absolute...
0: I know, that's how she was in utero, every scan we had. They were like, might be a bit of a problem when she comes out the, the vagine. She didn't come out the vagine in the end, so didn't did oh anyway. Didn't, but her hand doesn't move from here. There was a period of time in the scans, I was like, what's the likelihood that it might be morphed to her head? Is it does not move? And they were like, extremely unlikely. I was like, okay, fine.
1: <laughs> oh God, imagine.
0: It was like, so let's start with you. How's the EC method going solo?
1: I was going to say we have far more exciting things to talk about but it's going amazing I think if people are getting such good results the grads have been absolutely phenomenal everyone's sort of jumping in to help each other I was obviously away this weekend and people have just been like here's my question but don't feel the need to answer it I know it's back like holiday weekend kind of thing but yeah I think everyone seems really happy progressing well obviously missing you but apart from that I think we're doing, yeah. we're doing well so far
0: we have like the most polite clients and also with the grads, like literally grads <laughs> do half our job for us, who are like, I'll jump in here. It's episode 117.
1: Yeah, I'm like, Five- how can we find that? Because we don't even know how
0: to <laughs> I know. Wasn't that didn't we? Weren't we gonna put something on the website where we like live read all the and and then and then time stamped all of the podcasts and then we just yeah, I remember it. that classic us come up with a great idea and never get it done
1: <laughs> yeah I mean it would at one point maybe
0: and how's IFS?
1: IFS was very good I unfortunately so it's also very drinky like heavy, heavy yeah so I went out the first two nights and then yesterday I had a migraine obviously <laughs> obviously if that's what happens so, I was quite glad because it was like after my talks and stuff so I was yeah. just absolute hell i'm only just kind of feeling normal now
0: oh you poor thing um, did you drink, or did you just go out
1: I, I i had one cocktail one night and that was it
0: i reckon it's just the late night and the and the tiredness the,
1: how pathetic and is that I'm like, sorry it's actually just not being able to sleep for eight hours a night and <laughs> now i've got migraine
0: no but, but everyone can. else
1: is like i've been on alcohol <laughs> all night <laughs>
0: Just booze, yeah, till six a.m. Sure, <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> who are we I mean, kidding?
1: <laughs> I know. Oh my god! But the the mm, do I say that? Mm, anyway, <laughs> you can say this. I'm like, do I say? It? Someone got proposed to, like at the end of a Q and A.
0: Oh, well, I don't know about that. I, god. It's-
1: I know oh, it was very, very inappropriate.
0: Q and A was it?
1: at the end of James's Q&A, James Smith, this man walked down the middle and was like, someone listening to this voice will be having butterflies right now because they'll know who this is. And we were all like, mm. And then he was like, like, you're my best friend, you're my whatever, and like got like got down to the front, he's like, will you marry me, right? And then there was like five, everyone was like, and then there was like like 20 seconds of silence. And then everyone started sort of like from be like what like what's about to happen here like and she took the mic and she was like this man has been playing hot and cold with me for years blah 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 and was like now I come here to do something for myself and he shows up here and we were all like
0: <sighs> I love her who is this woman he was an
1: absolute legend
0: and she just t- turned him down yeah what a fucking G I hope she's listening you're you're a boss. Because also, ooh, like who proposes at the end of a James
1: Smith Q&A? It's, who in, the, do you know what, it's kind of like, you know that crappy meme that goes around, it's like when when a plane lands and you start clapping and, and like you didn't know that your spouse was going to start clapping, you shouldn't have married him or whatever. I'm like, this is much worse. Like imagine thinking that that was a good idea. <laughs> I can't believe
0: I know it sounds awful. No, you know what? I'm not going to say that sentence. Worst idea I've ever heard
1: of. Yeah, what? literally the worst idea.
0: And also, like, of all the, like, non-romantic. I mean, I just can't. I just can't. No, awful. But brilliant. I love that she stood up and was like, get fucked.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then just, like, got on with it. The, the, the other thing was, like, there was, like, another talk after it, and she was like, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm, like, she's like, I paid to come here to listen and to learn. Yeah. I'm, like... Yeah. I love you. You're like, what <laughs> like I'm not in this room is? my weekend. I've come to like watch these talks. Like you can wait outside until I'm done watching these talks.
0: What did everyone do when that happened?
1: There was an app, like, do you know what's really nice? There's a total feeling of like everyone backing her. Yeah. Like, what, what a strange man. And like, I hope she's okay. What? How embarrassing for, like, what an but embarrassing situation he, to be in. He
0: had like a microphone situation. All oh yeah things.
1: so like he'd got in touch with the organizers and been like this is what I want to do and so they were like all right then
0: yeah I was gonna say because it would have had to go through like Luke and James and all of them yeah well what were they thinking I would have
1: been well, like I was, speaking- I, <laughs> it's over. I was speaking to the organizer this morning and he was like there were a few red flags like when he said that he'd already like he would booked two flights back one in case she said no i was like oh okay so there's like hi i just feel like if you're gonna ask someone to marry you most people know that 99% of the like they're gonna say yeah
0: this would happen to you emma this has got emma story gordon written all over it uh (laughs) i have a talk and then i have a migraine but i'll see you on monday bye
1: (laughs) sorry i've got an ec live can we talk later
0: I love it okay well bravo for that but absolutely brilliant way to come away from the weekend I hope everyone's a little bit wiser read the state of their romantic lives
1: (laughs) yeah that's a that's a big take home for people um more importantly I want to hear about your baby and how you're feeling
0: well ask me questions and I'll answer them because my brain is up my ass and I don't know you want to talk about the birth oh my god what a shit (laughs) show So basically, I on I was 40 weeks and six days. So I was overdue already, as I'm sure everyone picked up on towards the end of the EC method. when I was like, guys, I'm going to have to bow out at this point. Um, so I was 40, 40 weeks and six days. And then on on the Monday night, my my waters broke, which was lols, because <laughs> like, I was convinced my waters wouldn't break. And I kind of hoped they wouldn't, because when they do you're a high risk of um, bacterial infection and you kind of have to go into hospital in 24 hours. And a lot of people don't go into like active labor. I didn't in that time period. And then they have to induce you. So when my, my waters broke, it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was fast asleep and it was literally just like this like pop. And then this like hot trickle came out of me. And I was like, oh my God, my water's have broken. I always wanted to know what it felt like. Now I know. It's not
1: painful or anything. It's
0: just like. So I literally felt it like a tiny like pop. And then hot water came like flooding out the back of my foof <laughs> onto the bed. And I was like, okay, that's definitely my water's breaking. So I was like shaking James, his dead to the world. And I was like, James, my waters have broken. And his face, he was like, uh. like I think it finally dawned on him. We were having a baby <laughs> and he looked completely shocked and scared. And I was like, oh my God, it's really exciting. And he was like, yeah. And then I was like, actually, if labor doesn't start, this is not going to go how I want it to go. So I basically then spent the next 24 hours all the way through to Tuesday night trying everything I could to get my contractions to pick up. I had like like latent labor, which I told you I'd had been having for days of like this like dull, period ache, but like no real contractions. And I did everything. I went, we went for two long walks. Um, we did nipple stimulation. Um, that were like the whole thing, everything you can think of. We were like ticking
1: off. And what off. what, like just hand nipple stimulation? Or yeah. is there like yeah. a special?
0: hand nipple simulation it was so funny like so we were in like the back room and like my parents were aware that like my waters had broken and I had 24 hours to try and get labor to start and so James was just like sat behind me he has this massive horrific bean bag that he puts in in the living room where we watch films and he was just sat behind me like just rubbing my nipples while we watched a film completely non-sexual my mom walked in and just started talking to us and he was like this and i was like mom i was like just in case this looks really weird we're doing nipple stimulation she was like oh i presumed i was like oh okay <laughs> oh, maybe we won't continue but good to know that you don't care um and that was my worst fear i was going into labor and my parents i see them here but they were fine um 24 hours later i was just wait i was kind of considering turning my phone off <laughs> i was like i don't want the phone call and they called me and they were like you have to come in and i was like fuck so I was fully expecting what everyone said on the EC method. Like every all our clients were amazing about me being scared of induction, and came in and well like, I had a really good experience. I had the pessary, I had the gel, da 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 da. So I was thinking, okay, pessary or gel, the EC method lots and it's fine, it's gonna be fine. Went in and they were like, okay, so we're gonna give you the hormonal drip. Because your waters have broken and it's pretty painful. Not the contractions aren't worse, but they are a lot thicker and faster, like, and which means you don't have any time to catch your breath between contractions and it's hell without an epidural. So, like, we're gonna give you the hormonal drip and we're gonna give you it with an epidural. So, two things I didn't want, and I like induction and the epidural. And I was like, fuck, I was like, okay, cool. So, they did it. By the way, did you have an epidural when you had your back surgery?
1: No, I was general.
0: Okay. Who says they don't hurt?
1: I don't understand. <laughs> well, it doesn't it go into your spine?
0: Yes. And he was like, it won't hurt, but you'll like feel it, but it won't hurt. Um, okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And they're like, don't move, you know, otherwise it's really dangerous. And I was like, oh, like jumping out my skin. And they were like, don't move. And I was like, for fuck's sake, maybe if you told me it was going to be painful, <laughs> I would have been prepared for this. <laughs> anyway, so they started the induction. And what can happen is, is that um, because the contractions come really thick and fast, and I had an epidural, so I couldn't feel them. So that was the one really good thing about my whole labor experience. Um, I didn't feel any pain at any point, which is, you know, a huge win. Um... But they said that the baby can get distressed because of the the, the kind of the, the non-stopness of the contractions. And I was like, okay. So they were like, if, if at any point her heart rate drops, the alarms will go off and we'll stop it. And it might happen, it might not. I swear to God, I was on that drip for like 12 hours and Bodhi's heart rate must have dropped like every other hour to the point where all the alarms are going off, all the midwives are running in, they're calling the obstetrician, they're turning everything off and it just kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. And then in the end, my obstetrician came in at eight o'clock in the morning on Wednesday morning and was like, um, listen, every single time your contractions basically are taking you into into transitional labor to the point where you have to push her heart rate, like she's fine the whole time on the hormonal drip. But that's when her heart rate like plummets, specifically then when you have your biggest contraction. She was like, so there's something going on and we have to go in and get her out because now not only is it being like causal as in, you know, it's the big contraction. She was like, now her heart rate is just dropping and it's been dropping for like an hour and I'm done. And I want to get a C-section and get her out. And I just, you know what? You're so tired at that point. And I was so scared because everyone kept running in and turning off all the machines and they knew her heart rate was dropping and I was holding it together and I was being so strong, like, okay, it's okay. It's fine. It was really, really upsetting and scary. And then as soon as she said, we're going to have to do an emergency C-section, James beside me said that he was like flooded with relief and had just been sat there waiting all night for her to come in and say this, like come on like 12 hours, like constantly panicking. And then I just burst out crying. And I was just like, what the fuck is even going on at this point Like, you're so, I was so frazzled. My body was like fucked. And I was just like, oh my God and I just cried and I was like okay because I knew it had to happen and I wanted Bodhi here safe but I just cried and cried and cried they must have thought I was the biggest drama queen like the most I didn't say anything I was just like crying and they will be don't you think part of that's just
1: like exhaustion like Like, I remember having toothache and not being able to sleep and they said something like oh we're gonna like uh, basically help you and I was like (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) Like, and, and then they were like what is it gonna be okay and I was like I know I'm just like you're just so irrational at that moment uh, yeah
0: a hundred percent and I I could not stop crying thank god for James like he was like with me he was on me like trying to make me laugh obviously trying to make everyone in the theater room laugh I was like please let them do their surgical operation thank you though <laughs> um and I just cried and cried and cried and in my head the whole way through my pregnancy and I meant it oh hello and I meant it I really really meant it if I have to have an emergency c-section so be it go in and get her and I really did mean that but weirdly and I wasn't I didn't expect this at all when they wheeled me through to theater all I had in my head was I don't want to meet my baby with a load of doctors holding her up against the hospital light well you're on a decline by the way so all the blood is rushing to your head it's not pleasant while I'm on a decline, upside down, looking up at hospital lights. And then I had some of my friends who'd had emergency C-section say that they were so overwhelmed by the whole thing, but how quick it happened, that when they saw their baby, they were too overwhelmed to hold them. And they were like, I just can't do it right now. So can you just give me a few minutes? And women don't always talk about this. There's this big magical thing about this. A lot of women who get their baby, who wanted their baby badly, who are like, I can't do this right now. I need a minute. I need a few hours. I need a day. and I was like, fuck. And I felt like I was going to be robbed of that moment. And so I was really upset. <laughs> just like, but I just sat, I just lay there crying. While they literally, Emma, like your body is rocking back and forth and back and forth. They are like moving everything around inside you. And um, and the whole like your whole body is moving. And I was just like, this is mad. And then I can't lie. They were like, okay, if you look now, we're gonna pull her up and you can see your daughter oh and then I'm gonna cry and they pulled her up and I just saw her and she was just the picture of health and just this beautiful beautiful baby girl big <laughs> she's a big fucking unit she's this big big healthy beautiful baby I have a photo of that exact moment and I really want to put it on Instagram but I'm sure people will freak I sent it to you
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I do that like I mean but then remember when I sent you the one <laughs> it was Rachel Hobbs that like shared like everything. Yeah. So want- now I've got that as like i I'll share it.
0: I'll share it now on the EC live. I'll put it up to the camera, and show you because you just—I mean, she just looks perfect, and she's looked like that ever since, really. Um. So, wait, hang on, let me. Here we go. <laughs> right, look away now if you're squeamish. So, there. Can you see? Yeah. So I right. pulled her out. And I was just like, it was, I, she was perfect. And I, it was the happiest moment of my whole life. Like absolutely the cliche of what some people say, very lucky that it happened to me. Happiest moment of my whole life. I would do the whole thing every fucking day of the week to relive that moment till the day I die. And I I haven't, it hasn't stopped since. I haven't had, and I've been really surprised depression runs in my family, specifically postnatal depression runs in my family. And I'm not in the clear yet. I think my mom got it in week 10. Um, but I haven't had any baby blues moments. When my my milk came in day three and it just, she took to breastfeeding, I took to breastfeeding. That was the thing I thought I would fail catastrophically at. And that was the thing that went very easily for me. Um, And yeah, and I haven't had a a cry day or an emotional, I've just been really, really happy and feel like extremely lucky that um, she's here in one piece. And yeah, just lucky. That's the only word for it really. Mm
1: I'm gonna read out some of this stuff because weirdly it's not coming up on live, but it's coming up here. Everyone's just excited to see you. Mm.
0: Obviously, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh and then just hello, hello, Bodai. And Samantha's saying that epidural injection is so painful. That was the moment I looked hubby dead in the eyes and said, We're never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um and
0: you have it without the epidural they were like i was like can i try it without the epidural they were like i would absolutely like to say no but it's your choice and then by the time i'd asked three people they all kind of laughed and they were like you really don't want to do that i was like okay
1: yeah yeah in that situation yeah um Chen saying chloe how has the recovery been since birth mentally and physically
0: um so mentally I got it's exactly what I predicted, but I have genuinely responded how I predicted I would. Like looking in the mirror, like laughing, like, what a shit show. <laughs> my body is broken. But with every day, my stomach gets a little bit smaller um obviously because the uterus is a muscle and it's massively stretched and I'm still bleeding quite a lot so I'm still not back to there yet but every day it gets smaller I'm now what two and a half weeks postnatal and it's like it kind of looks like I'm really bloated it doesn't look like I'm pregnant anymore which is quite new um so that's significant change um my c-section the incision is like perfect but it's still really swollen so i look down at it now and i'm like oh my god oh my god please don't stay like this but i've gone to see a physio and i've seen my obstetrician as well since and they're like it's swelling give it give it a few weeks it'll come down so i'm like okay mentally i'm really good i mean i won't like the one thing that's like this really prevalent thought in my head is like how the fuck am i going to get back to normality like working a social life travel that to me is like very scary because I can't even before I know it the day's over and I'm an organized efficient person and I'm like how the fuck am I gonna do this but I just have to keep telling myself everyone else does it I'll figure it out too
1: (laughs) yeah and in a way like I mean in some ways it's harder but let's just go with how it's easier being self-employed because you can kind of pick and choose the bits that you like have to do and then you can you're you're saying bleed in yeah (laughs) the other bits right like what's the priority what do I need to come back to first and what can I do and then like the other stuff can kind of add in as and when but I'm not surprised like like a newborn child like any nobody's working at this point
0: I mean this is but this is what I, I keep saying it to people and they're like oh my god she's two weeks old please relax and I'm like okay yeah true but you know, there's a cost of living crisis, you know, James and I are moving into a new house, we have a new baby, I have to get back to work, it's the realities of life, I have to get back to work, and I'm like, oh my god, and I swear to god, right, I won't lie, so there's always been this little thing in my head that's like, newborns, and I won't lie, newborns are quite easy, I don't really understand this, I feel like there's two different types of people, there's the people who are like, oh, a newborn, it'll get easier, and there's the people who are like, This is the easy bit. You fucking wait. We just had my four-year-old nephew here for the whole bank holiday weekend. Are you joking? Are you just Never ending. He never stops. It's like, go, go, go from seven o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night when he goes to bed. It's full on. And I was like, how do people have two? First of all, I don't understand. And then I was like, four-year-olds, that's the hard bit. What are you talking about? This Look at her. She's just like dead to the world right now.
1: Oh, she's so adorable. Um... Can chance just saying you and James both look like you've fallen in love again. It's magical.
0: Yeah, we're really happy. James is a bit. James is like, I won't lie. Now that we're here and he gets a, a gold star review, that whole third trimester, I was like, fuck, this isn't this isn't going to go very well because my whole third trimester, James is like, bye, bitch, I'm going DJing again. I was like, are you insane? It's my due date. He went DJ'd with Carl Cox. I was like, are you insane? He was like, it's Carl Cox, babe. I was like, it's my fucking due date, babe. And the whole time I was like, this is going to end really badly. I literally have, like, I've never seen the side of him. I'm so happy. Although all my friends are like, yeah, it'll last a couple of weeks. I'm like, don't say that. Don't. Because he's just been the best thing in the world.
1: Oh, I'm so pleased. Okay. Um... Jenny, thank you for sharing your story. Kerry's saying As if everything leaks. Oh Yes, <laughs> Kerry.
0: <laughs> Kerry, by the way, sent me a little Jurassic Park um, oh. a onesie. What baby grow, for fuck's sake. And I still haven't taken a photo of her in it and sent it. Kerry, I need to do that. But it's so good. And um, everything leaks, Emma. Like I look down, if I get out the shower and I do not immediately, by the way, and I know you can get environmentally friendly sanitary towels, nappies, breast pads, all of it. I didn't think before I bought everything that I bought when I bought it. It's like so bad for the environment having a baby. It's like nappy, pad, 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 all day, every day, all day, every day. And I'm like, holy shit, this Have is why you tried. Here.
1: And I wouldn't right. I'm gonna give a review because most people that listen are females. This month, I tried period pants. Have you ever tried them?
0: Yes, I have. I've got a pair upstairs.
1: Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, no. Like, I think what they're really good for is like still using whatever you use, like a moon cup or a tampon or whatever, but then wearing them as well. Like, that is it that might work, but I don't think that it. What did you think when you tried them? So, I suppose it just feels like you're sitting in like basically a dirty nappy, like it's. hate it I
0: hate it it's not okay
1: but then I was thinking maybe for you now actually like that might be useful I don't know yeah so we are we are privileged
0: you know western world women and I can't lie like I've got very use it's even hard for me not being able to put a tampon in that is challenging for me I'm like oh my god I hate sanitary house it's very hard for me to kind of go back to the basics of what we should be doing and what we should have always been doing to save the environment. So I'm trying and I keep retrying, but I hate it. I absolutely Wait, do. but
1: you can't, like sanitary towels must be just as bad as tampons, right?
0: No, sa- no, it's, you can't put anything in
1: you. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, sanitary towels for the environment.
0: Oh yeah, no, I mean for infection. I can't use tampons. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's all, I'm not going to say who it was because I don't want to be a complete bitch but there's a celebrity who gave birth a few months ago. And the next day was doing a stories on her Instagram of her in a swimming pool. And I was like, how are you swimming? First of all, you just had a baby. How are you swimming? Like, you're not allowed to wear tampons. Well, maybe she did. Maybe she just thought, fuck it and put it in. But I was just like, I don't understand. And it's remained this constant mystery in my head that I need to get solved.
1: Every and- night, Chloe goes to bed thinking, but what, what was down there?
0: <laughs> Me and my sister-in-law talked about it at the time. This was like months ago. We still talk about it every time we see each other. We're like, how did she do that? I don't understand it. It's very, very impressive.
1: Um, Sarah Lynn's just saying, just realised you were live. And Chloe is here. She says, sending so much love. Um, is beautiful and you look amazing, Chloe. I'm not sure if people have recommended it, but Arnica tablets. Oh, yeah. Amazing for recovery post labour. On it, right. on, it live on it, God, I remember that feeling. Where did today go? Feeling, but every week it gets a little bit more normal, so that's good. Yeah. Um,
0: I went to Brent Cross Shopping Centre today. That was a huge win. I was like, oh my God, she was in the sling. I was free hands. I was moving oh. around. It was eleven o'clock in the morning. I was like, I've won at life.
1: <laughs> like, this that, I don't know of you. Like a couple of days after you gave birth, having dinner. You look like, I was, I showed Amelia, I was like, I don't think she's ever looked better than this.
0: Yeah, obviously, because that's me with hair and makeup done. And then the midwife, <laughs> the midwife came over the other day to do my final check, And there's a photo of me with hair and makeup, like me and my mum on the wall. And then I was sat under it, <laughs> looking like this with the baby. And she walked in, she went, is, is that you? And I went, oh yeah, no, that's what I look like when I have my hair and makeup done. She was like, it looks nothing like you.
1: thanks jennifer
0: i was like
1: you're a midwife and i just gave birth (laughs)
0: um
1: can chen saying wired on coffee awake over 24 hours not knowing what day it was it felt like hell at the time but a five-year-old is a different challenge enjoy the honeymoon period but chloe take it in a day at a time and be kind to yourself you've absolutely got this
0: guys can i just say as well you don't understand i think people like Cam chan how she just said that people really don't realize like how much it helps to hear that because you really do feel and like I'm quite like a practical pragmatic person you really do feel like the pressure to get your quote-unquote normal life back quickly I don't mean body I'm not talking about body body image I'm talking about your life it really helps to have people be like whoa take your time it really is like because you kind of feel like people are judging you even when they're not it's mad so thank you for saying that and I really appreciate it.
1: Kerry's saying, first period after pregnancy is lols. I was wearing a big tenor granny pad on the leg press it- <laughs> the other day. <laughs> pretty sure the guy next to me could hear it rustling. <laughs> hear it. <laughs> I, um, like,
0: I sat with my mum and dad and then just basically got <laughs> up and looked down and on their brand new grey sofa, it's just blood. I'm like, I'm really sorry. They're amazing. They're like, it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm
1: like, I'm so oh. sorry. <laughs> You know what? I love parents like that. Like, my mom and dad are so much like that, that yeah. if you'd be at someone else's house and they, like, smashed a plate, but it was, like, a complete accident, right, and it's done now, they'd be like, oh, well, make sure you clean it up. Like, I remember reversing my mum's car and just scraping it all along this this wall, and she was in the car as well, and she was just like, <laughs> let's just keep driving, like, let's just drive by, and then we, like, went past my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like okay this is what's happened right we need to make sure that that doesn't happen again but it wasn't like dead, I can't. It was like it's happened it's like you made a mistake learn from it mm-hmm. shouting only makes things worse right I love that my parents
0: are the exact same They always say it's okay if there's nothing you can do if it's a really innocent thing that's happened out of everybody's control it's not fair to get angry with people you just have to be like okay it is what it is
1: um samantha's concerned she says you're not allowed in a pool for six weeks she's gonna get an infection has anyone told her this
0: yeah but this celebrity is a very good looking female this is her second kid oh yeah
1: good looking people don't get infections
0: no but i'm like (laughs) you would not look at her and be like you're a woman who doesn't care about getting in like do you know what i mean not the kind of person who'd be like i don't like we all have friends like this who are like i don't give a shit i'll risk it for a biscuit <laughs> she's full hair makeup heels day after giving birth it's like mm, okay you're in the pool that's interesting but also like carrie <laughs> you know i sitting down to go to the loo in the morning if you don't have your breast pads on you just you're like what is dripping <laughs> you just <Aww>. milk everywhere <laughs>
1: um jenny my youngest started her period for the first time last week however the period pants are a brilliant idea as a starter but my elders can't use them now yeah i think for some people they're good or even like so when i use them this cycle i was like they're they're quite good like first couple of days where you're kind of like mm, don't really know what's coming or going or like last couple of days where you're like mm. and then you're not never caught out i mean they are just like massive granny pads. like I, I guess they're better for the environment than pads right because you just dispose of a pad whereas you just wash these
0: yeah some of them some of my friends love them and still and like wear them all the time
1: what like not when they're not on their theories yeah love them what just in case they wear themselves but i don't know
0: (laughs) that's a normal
1: thing to happen
0: well you know
1: sometimes if it's really funny yeah It happens. It happens.
0: I haven't had any accidents or near accidents since I've been pregnant I'm so happy I'm so happy I was like what if this is just the way I am now
1: <laughs> um happy to have made the live and great to see Chloe and baby Kerry saying that she needs new parents Lucy saying they are okay at the start and end of a period but when it's trying to decide it to start yeah I think that's true Um, Holly thanks as always for your honesty it's so helpful to hear the truth you guys know I work with a lot of mummies and this is much needed just take it a day at a time Chloe you'll be stronger day by day there's no hurry the more you take care the more you are there for your girly
0: oh I love that honestly it's so helpful I on it it sounds really cliche but it's so helpful when people say it like yo chill take your time well it's
1: the same as with coaching right it's it's reassurance just like constant reassurance that's why the group is so useful as well so it's not just Chloe and I being like don't worry about the scales everyone else is like don't worry about the scales and even though you know there's no rush back actually hearing someone be like you know there's no rush back like like, it's actually really helpful
0: yeah and let until I take like two years and then you'll be like where's Chloe gone? I
1: almost (laughs) said no rush like
0: it's so funny I've had this oh whatever that's a whole different topic for another day um so how's everything been going on the EC method in terms of what how many weeks in are we three weeks
1: almost three weeks yeah
0: are there any changes that I need to be made
1: aware of no but we have been whizzing through the question post which, <laughs> what? which I, I know shocking never um so when when did I last do one? Maybe it was Friday.
0: Oh, Emma! Doesn't bode well for you. Come on, Emma. When was the last time you did the live?
1: What? No, I did it says. i I'm just trying to go back. How many days on the question post? Um, I think we're here. Which I is...
0: find the um the wallpaper in your room like offensive.
1: It's quite trippy, isn't it? There's also a really weird, like up through there. There's like a weird picture of something as well. What? Yeah. I don't know. Let me just check what it is before I share one. Also, my pants are down. But Oh, yeah, it's a really, like, it's a really creepy dog. Do you want to see? Yeah. Great, like, I mean, great views of Lisbon. I can't
0: see because it's, oh, yeah, I can see Oh, I love Lisbon. It's such right. a beautiful city.
1: Very beautiful. Yeah. But you know, quite oh, strange.
0: No. No, no, no. No. Not a fan in any I mean, at least
1: it's not like above my bed, but it's not.
0: But when you have a migraine, that's the last fucking thing you need. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are these lamps? Guys, we need some decor here.
1: I know, it's not great. Okay, you ready for questions?
0: Hit me. I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I might be like, I've forgotten, guys. (laughs) Emma, over to you.
1: (laughs) Okay. Thoughts on chicken slash chicken substitutes in terms of health and environment. I'm a 25 plus year pescatarian. I've done this already. I've done this. Okay. So it's been less than four, more than less than four days. That makes sense. Okay. It may sound silly, but I don't understand why we take the lowest weight from the week and not the average weight. Should I start on this one? <coughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, So basically, most people do take the average weight. And then actually, I think we had a discussion about this and we were like, why?
0: No, you already were like, why? You converted me.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't really make any sense, right? If you're someone who fluctuates a lot and it's not body fat, which we know because if it's fluctuating throughout the week, it cannot possibly be body fat. You're not putting on three pounds of fat and then losing three pounds of fat again. Yeah, Actually, what's way more realistic in terms of if that's actually body fat and a change in body composition is taking your lowest weight. It basically removes a lot of the noise. The only times when your lowest weight will be inaccurate, I mean, it's never completely accurate, but like very inaccurate is if you've had like sickness or diarrhea, or maybe if you've been out drinking and you're really dehydrated for some reason. So unless those things have happened, then actually taking your lowest weight from the week is much more representative. Like as an example of this, Say you've been on average in 1,600 calorie deficit one week and you were just 1,600 calorie deficit every single day versus another week where you actually saved some calories up and you had a really big salty meal on the weekend. The likelihood is your weight will have spiked on the weekend Mm -hmm. and thus your whole average will have been moved up even though actually you're in the same deficit over the week unless you've lost the same amount of body fat over the week. And actually just taking that lowest measure is way more predictive And then you're looking at those trends over time. So like over three, four weeks is is your weight trending down.
0: Yeah, exactly. Precisely. I used to be a big fan of taking the average until Emma was like, think about it though. Unless you've had sickness, diarrhea, or like a really heavy night, day and night of drinking where you really haven't eaten that much food and you'll be very dehydrated. It doesn't actually make much sense to do an average because... How Emma was talking about the inaccuracies of the scales anyway, it's extremely likely that frequently throughout the course of the week, you will have had a high sodium meal that's been completely in your calories. Sushi being an example of something which can be extremely low calorie that can blow your sodium out of the water and see the scales completely jump the next day. Um, playing around with water intake, whether you drink too little or too much, if you spike too high either way, that's going to hugely play with your uh, scale weight the next day cortisol levels you know any kind of stress whether it's physical stress from let's say you have a massive training session or emotional stress lack of sleep all of these things can see the shower spike but actually when you think about what's going to see them drop other than you know accurate fat loss it would have to be quite a special case situation like we just said binge drinking all night and not eating much food that's one or any food um sickness and diarrhea that's pretty much it and that's not happening to you every week hopefully um so it kind of makes a lot more sense to do that also from a psychological standpoint i find it for myself but also for clients much more preferable to take your lowest weekly weight and take that win it really helps with that momentum and this is why we talk about going low carb sometimes while maybe not a good idea in the medium to long term it can be a great idea short term it is going to see the sales drop quicker that does have a huge impact on your on your staying power and on your enjoyment of the process and ability to to kind of really adhere to it where we get into trouble is if you then develop carb fear which is ridiculous down the line and we can't seem to pull you out of it but yeah i think it's it's absolutely preferable i think
1: agreed okay um I can't get my head around workouts not really burning many calories just because I'm so used to say a half hour run where I burn around 300 calories or weighted cardio workouts. I know these things aren't accurate but as my goal is fat loss I wonder if I need to do more. I still run three times a week.
0: Workouts can burn a shit ton of calories if you're working out like really really hard and yeah with things like cardio and especially resisted cardio weighted cardio and really pushing your heart rate into that kind of higher intensity for longer periods of time they can burn an amazing amount of calories but you're going to get much better body composition results doing the kind of training like for example like a good hypertrophy session that lasts anywhere between half an hour to an hour for example and then getting your deficit from calories in and uh, NEAT. So like, for example, we always say STEPS is a good example, but it's not the only thing. Um, however, you know, if you are someone, I actually did a, did a review of, of a study about this, which is in Bill Campbell's research review in, I think, next week. Um, if you are someone that would rather keep your calories slightly higher and work out like a fucking beast, like I know James does five days a week, go for it. Um, but you just might find that it impedes on your recovery. It can see your hunger level spike and you can actually start to get, well, to be honest, I didn't like training like that, that frequently, that often it's tough. It's tough going on the body. Emma.
1: Yeah. And there's also, and this is quite hard because it cannot be a blanket statement because there's huge variation in how you respond to exercise and you'll probably know this yourself. And the research suggests that most people respond to exercise by increasing their hunger but some people actually respond to exercise by either that no change in hunger or a reduction in hunger. So if you're someone who goes for a run and then afterwards is like, oh, like I'm now not hungry for a couple of hours. You're someone who responds like in that sense, then actually doing more exercise might be helpful, but you get like hyper responders. And there's really interesting research on this. I think they had like, they burnt a set amount of calories. So say it was like 800 calories each. I think it was to do with body weight as well. So it would have been like a certain percentage of total daily energy expenditure. And some people completely compensated for the amount of of, um, cardio exercise they were doing by massively overeating. They put on weight and some people lost a lot of weight. And it's such an individual response. So part of this is just questioning yourself and being like, am I the kind of person who, when I exercise more, I do tend to eat a lot more, or I do tend to feel a lot more hungry, in which case you need to manage those two things if fat loss is your goal. Mm -hmm. If you're not, and you enjoy exercise or like doing extra cardio, then like, yeah, that might be a really good tool for you to burn extra calories, meaning that you can eat more and still be in as big a deficit. So part of it is kind of like figuring out what works for you. The reason that we often say that workouts don't burn that many calories is cuz most people think they burn more calories than they do during workouts so if you're like oh I'm, I'm injured this week and i can't do my three gym workouts should i drop my calories like no it's almost negligible over the week like it really doesn't matter
0: yeah um, yeah we see this thing.
1: saying like it does still burn cal like it's not like it doesn't burn any calories
0: yeah, that's how I started my the review is that, you know, the whole thing to say like, oh, exercising shouldn't be about burning calories. True. It's very, very true. But that doesn't mean you should discount it when it comes to a negative energy balance, because there's a multiple ways we can do it. And one of them is via exercise. But exactly what Emma said and any PT with any experience will tell you this, the amount of people in that gym. And I would say you're talking 80, 90 percent who are in there thinking that they're in some amazing deficit by going to the gym every day. Are absolutely categorically not. Um, the kind of people who really are, and that, you know, the fact that I use James as an example is an example in and of itself. These are people who are, who uh, kind of have that athletic mentality, if not background. They know how to train hard. Also, they're adapted enough to be able to train really hard for t- up to two hours at a time. Um, it doesn't apply to everyone, but yeah, 100%. I've had workouts where I've had a real, you know, professional athlete style workout and I've known about it but I also agree with Emma in terms of the way that it, it it can play with your hunger signals being different from person to person and it can change as you start to find that your body fat comes down those workouts are going to get a lot less enjoyable a lot harder and you are probably going to find you start to become ravenous after them um because then you you really are kind of fighting an uphill battle here with your with your hunger signals
1: yeah, Catherine's just made such a good point in her life. She's like, there's a lot of people who say when they start training for a marathon, they actually gain weight. Yeah. And she's like, Is it reward for hard work? Is it the belief that, they're, that they are more hungry? She's like, I've been there. And and I think it's normally a combination. It's like, I went for a run this morning, so I should eat more. And then overestimating, oh, I went for a really long run. So surely that's you know more than an extra muffin. And then you're like underestimating the calories in the muffin and overestimating the calories that you've expended running. The other thing that often happens when you increase your exercise as well is you subconsciously reduce your NEAT. So even little things, articulations or, well, I've already been for a five mile run this morning, so I'll just drive to the shops and it's like, actually, you might've burnt more calories walking to the shops and walking back with your, you know, heavy shopping. Yeah. You don't see that as exercise. So then you're like, well, that's not, that doesn't burn calories. It's not exercise. So this is why we kind of focus on neat a bit, but there is nuance to it, and like, it's hard on social media because people push back from, like the whole just doing cardio to lose weight, which can be very problematic. And then it's almost like, oh, calories don't even matter when you're working out. It's like no, they like you're you're still burning calories. Like there's
0: still a tool in the toolkit. Um, what were you just saying something that I was like? That's such a good point. Um, yeah, like this is why we give you guys step targets, because it's a measurable target of need, and it's a very effective target of need as opposed to being like windmill your arm for half an hour. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but we give you these targets as well because if we can keep tabs on them, we can mitigate that. I promise you, if we were to take those step targets away and you would start to really lose some body fat, you'd be shocked at how much your body will start to sit you the fuck down. And I say that sentence all the time because it's happened. Like it happens. And and then people are like, oh, you know, um, my body's adapted to my 1200 calorie diet. And it's like, well, yes and no, your, your body, your digestion, like your ability to store, you know, calories and is fat hasn't adapted to those calories, but you have adapted in that. Yeah. Your body now wants to reserve energy. So it will be keeping you pretty sedentary. If we keep going with those set targets, you that sentence would never come out your mouth. Oh, I, I must have adapted.
1: Mm. You're not
0: quantifying it properly. You're not you're not measuring it properly.
1: Yes, energy balance has two sides to the equation. You change one, you'll probably change the other. But if you can keep track of the other, then you can be like, huh, actually, I have noticed that my sets are reducing naturally. But then you can kind of make up for that. Okay. Um, Samantha, I'm now four weeks post knee surgery. So have done no steps over the four weeks. I've stuck to 1800 calories and maintained my one kilogram per week weight loss. Wow. That's really impressive. I'm very pleased with this, but surprised with no movement. My weight loss hasn't slowed. Is my body burning extra calories whilst fixing my knee? Probably not. Not to like a huge extent anyway. I think you've just nailed your deficit. And actually, this is actually quite a good example of I mean, this is quite extreme because you couldn't do much movement at all. But, like, if you were just not training, it's probably not going to make that much difference to your weight or your deficit over the week, unless your body fat loss, um, unless you were doing like hours and hours of endurance exercise but that's really impressive well done because it's so easy to think well well I can't exercise so I'm just gonna like eat what I want and then obviously recovery from anything is kind of emotional and it's up and down and then you eat those feelings and then you're annoyed then that spirals because you've gone backwards and you kind of catastrophize all this stuff but you haven't
0: but you haven't gone backwards
1: yeah exactly you've you've actually gone (laughs) forwards
0: Oh yeah,
1: okay, fine. <laughs> um <laughs> Janet says, so glad that I was able to coordinate my lunch with the live. Love the banter, so happy to see everyone together.
0: Oh, look at us
1: cute little happy family.
0: I think we should just refer to Bodhi as Clamour every time she's here. Yeah. Um, someone let us down on the Clemmer front who will remain nameless remain nameless, Carrie. <laughs> god
1: yeah. um oh kate's in my shoes she says, sorry i'm late been sleeping off a migraine me too babe me too oh. um what a wonderful surprise to see you chloe and baby bodai um congratulations i hope you are all doing well
0: Thanks, guys we're all so well i mean yeah. if anyone has any tips really like winding little bit refluxy baby a little bit of a colicky baby please let me know because i'm still learning and I'm really bad at winding. It's like not something which I'm good at. So any tips, throw them my way.
1: Okay, do post them in the group, please. And thank you. Right, we'll do one more question.
0: Okay.
1: Um, I'm doing very well with tracking my calories, protein and steps, hitting all my targets. I have a Peloton bike, which I go on four times a week, but I haven't hit the gym yet. I know I should do the strength, strength and resistance training, but I've been putting it off. I will get there, but how much will it affect my progress? also just to say how amazing this group and you guys are oh thanks Vicky
0: I have been um, doing a lot for the group Vicky I'm glad that you've noticed <laughs> go on Emma
1: um I mean it's you've made an excellent start and we always say this like I'm actually really impressed with people like this who don't compare themselves to others and think oh, well if I can't do all the workouts I can't do this 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 I'm not going to do anything actually you've, you've hit all of your set targets all of your nutrition targets And now, now that you've kind of got that going, I really want you to resistance train in terms of fat loss. Like it's probably not going to help you lose that much fat, but it's going to make you look completely different when you do, because you'll have muscle. But all of that aside, health, health and health as you age, like if you are a woman who is, well, to be honest, any age, but especially if you're like 35 and above, like you really want to get this stuff going sooner rather than later. So I would, yeah, like, I mean, resistance training at any age is, I think, the best thing you can possibly do for your health.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's, it's about body composition, which is, you know, how, two things, how you look in your own skin, but also how you feel in your own skin. You know, we talk about body confidence being a huge thing, and the majority of our female clients come to Emma and I saying they want to look more toned. And that is resistance training, not, not cardio. Um, and exactly what Emma said, the second thing is health. I mean... One of my brothers, so Dan, I've got three older brothers, one of them, his whole life has been doing like fad diets and cardio and fad diets and cardio and just like never ending cycle. And Emma will tell you, we've got loads of PTs and coaches on the easy method. You never, ever want to gag in. You just want to let people do what they want to do and wait for them to ask you. So I never have said anything he finally came to me a few months ago and was like can you write me a gym plan I want to start training properly and I said yeah but get in the gym with a real PT um I wasn't I wasn't around at this time I was like and get learn how to lift he goes to that gym that you go to in Walthamstow Emma
1: mm. and he
0: did and in mm, a long, not years- anymore <laughs> yeah oh yeah never oh you can come back with me well that might be awkward anyway um <laughs> moving on um so he, he in the, the last few months, for the first time in, I mean, he's, how old is he now? 45. For the first time in however long I've been kind of aware of his issues around his weight and his body image, his body composition looks completely different. He's only a few months in, but it looks completely different to how it's ever looked before. It's taking, he's taking his time. He's happier. He's healthier. He's enjoying alcohol. He's enjoying pasta dishes. He's an amazing, amazing, amazing cook and he's getting there with a calorie deficit and resistance training and he told me the other day when he came over to me, Bodhi and he said to me I was so scared to ask you for so long because I'll be honest with you I didn't think it would work he was like and I've never had such a good relationship with food my body He's like the gym is my therapy I absolutely love it and it just and it's exactly what my other brother Tom his twin said to me last year like it, it it's I promise you, if you bite the bullet and you do the thing that, that you, you think you maybe don't need to do and maybe you carry on, but just take, take Emma and my word for it. Get in the gym and you will find that psychologically and physiologically, you're in a completely different place than you've ever been before in a few months from now. So please give it a try. It literally saved me. I was a fucking mess. And then I found weightlifting and it changed my whole life. I, I, I'm so personally passionate about it.
1: I couldn't agree more. Okay, um, Jenny, I'm going to send you something after this, re-getting your head back in the game. Um, Okay, a lot of tips here. We'll finish on these. So wind tips, bicycle legs when the baby is on your lap, baby up on chest. Does that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, both, doing both. I'm just bad at it.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Infacol drops? Infacol on it. (laughs) you tried that one. Um, I used to get my husband to do the winding. There you go. Tried that
0: one. Not sure. My dad and James. I'm like, take her, take all the men. Take. I don't know why men are so much better at it. Maybe because they're either their hands are bigger or I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> Carrie, love how doing a massive burp when you're a baby gets massive praise. Good girl. But when you're an adult, it's unacceptable. When does this stop? <laughs>
0: hundred percent. My dad said that to me this morning in Brent cross. He burped just as some guy was recognizing him and coming over to shake his, shake his hand. Did the loudest burp you've ever heard. And I was like, dad, you can't do that in public. And he was like, well, you were praising Bodie for it this morning, that's <laughs> like true. Fair,
1: fair. Um, Tracy, I will send you something on self-compassion. Um, Janet saying, my twin nephews had colic and it was hellish. I mastered the football hold, American football where the baby rests on your forearm and you with the heel of your hand yeah in their tummy to reduce the tummy aches
0: with the
1: he- oh i feel like James would be very good at that it's almost rugby isn't it
0: yeah but and
1: wait oh rugby so she what said you- let me go again right
0: so i know the feeding position but i feel like she's saying
1: the baby rests on your forearm yeah. and with the heel of your hand, so like that bit, on their tummy to reduce tummy aches.
0: Yeah, so that must mean like the other way. Okay, I'll try that, thank you. There's a tip I
1: have yet to try. There you go, guys. Hope anyone listening also finds that useful.
0: Yes, hit me up on Instagram, anyone listening who isn't on the EC method, who has tips. Um, Okay, so guys, uh, sorry that I completely intercepted your live, but
1: I wanted to. Oh, and cool. I did. <laughs> It's been so <laughs> nice to have you.
0: I mean, I'll come back again. What, what what did you say? Week three is this, start of week three. Yeah. I'll definitely be popping back. I need to get my I need to get reacclimated to it. Um so I'll be popping back and I'll I'll talk less about myself next time. Probably, I mean.
1: <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll dive through the, the questions on the ones that I'm on my own. I've been getting through all of them.
0: I mean, I've literally... Because I don't have any chat. Um, You have no chat. Who has chat on their own? I would be like, this reminds me of the time I... And everyone would be like, stop talking about yourself and answer the questions. (laughs) Um, Okay, so when are you back from Lisboa? Tomorrow. Okay, fine. Is Amelia already gone?
1: Yeah, I had to... If I was going to fly today, I had to go to Dublin and then fly to Edinburgh. I was like, no, no, no. I'll just fuck that
0: okay well i love you lots ha- enjoy your last evening are there people there that you can hang out with are you on your own yeah
1: no i'm good i'm good don't worry
0: and I-, I love the grenade t-shirt weapon okay, okay. bye guys love, love everyone bye